Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate news and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Welcome back, Rachel. Ah, thanks. We missed you last week. We especially missed you during our discussion of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I feel like that discussion would have gone differently if I were here. I, I think it would have too. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion you chose to talk about it because I wasn't here. No, just kidding. So we're inching closer and closer to the end of the Brady Bunch house renovation. Uh, we've we've touched on this before. Um, HGTV purchased the iconic house that was used in the establishing shots um, in the Brady Bunch TV show. And they're making it over with the help of some HGTV experts, including the Property Brothers, um, a couple other designers I've never heard of, uh, Leanne and Steve Ford from Restored by the Fords, Lara Spencer. And um, they're also getting help from the Brady Bunch characters, the actors who play the characters, um, the kids, Greg, Marsha, Peter, Jan, Bobby, and Cindy. Hi, this is Barry Williams, a.k.a. Greg Brady. I am right in front of the Brady Bunch house, the real Brady Bunch house. And it's supposed to be finished in May. Oh, that's really soon. I know. Like, we're going to see, we're going to see it really soon. Um, Huh. And so we did a story this week. uh, It was a QA and a with one of the designers that worked on the house, um, Jasmine Roth. She's a contract, I guess. She's very handy. She was in there, you know, um, working with the actors working with the teams to create the house um and we learned a lot about what's gone on in the renovation and what we can expect to see in the coming the coming months it sounds like one of the hardest parts um about the restoration was making an actual house look the way that a set did because if you remember the inside of the house was filmed on a soundstage that was built to look like a house but you know if you go up that staircase there's no bedrooms up there. There's no bathrooms. The kids, like the designer Jasmine said that the kids would stand at the top of the staircase and when the director yelled action, they would just run down as if they were running out of their bed, their bedrooms. But, you know, it's it was just nothing up there. So yeah. in order to make the staircase look legit, they had to take into account the height of the roof. But then if you extended the roof, it would make the house look weird on the outside and they want it to match. Like they want this house to look exactly how it did on screen. Um, So that was definitely the hardest part was just making sure that everything lined up and functioned at the same time. Yeah. That's interesting. It's very meta that they were trying to make a house look like a set that looked like a house. It looks um, like um, they had a hard time finding appliances, like retro yeah. appliances that people don't make anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, and they want them to function, too. It's all the same yeah. thing. Like, they want the functionality, and but they want it to look like a retro place. So, Well, didn't we also have a story where they were they put out a call to action for people to donate stuff if they had it? Yeah, right? they did. The producers and the designers put out a call and said to everybody, if you – no like if you have authentic appliances from the 70s please like donate them to us and i'm yeah. sure they give them i'm sure they paid i'm sure yeah. they give them some sort of like write off but like anything but it makes from sense. the glassware to furniture to appliances i'm sure right they, right it wasn't just appliances that's you right. have to you know rely on the public for that yeah they were kind of desperate um one one of the most iconic rooms in the house was the orange kitchen the kitchen with 
the orange countertops and that was another issue sourcing that orange for mica was was not easy it's a privilege actually getting to work on the kitchen and build something as iconic as our orange kitchen you got that orange huh yeah no problem finding that pretty good right (laughs) amazingly this orange was available and has been made for 50 plus years and we were able to get the same orange so it's pretty perfect what do they call it, Brady Orange? I think it's going to become Brady Orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is. Are you excited to watch the their big reveal, Eric? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to write recaps of uh, every episode for the website for Realtor.com News. All right. Well, everyone can look forward to Eric's recaps. <laughs> Ooh, I will be Coming September. So washing machines are powerful. We know that. But they can't clean everything. Uh, There's certain items that you should just never throw in your washing machine. But there are also certain items that you can throw in your washing machine. I would like to believe that they can clean everything. Wouldn't that be wonderful? If they can't, then how am I supposed to get my stuff clean? Well, I'm here to both burst your bubble and bring you a smile because uh we did a story about things that you can and cannot put in your washing machine and there were some surprises definitely okay so i would like to play a little game with you guys um and quiz you so tell me i'm gonna i'm gonna say two items and tell me which of these two items you think should not go in the washing machine all right Okay, so number one, which go, which does not go in the washing machine? Yoga mats or swimsuits? Yoga mats. I'll take the opposite answer and say swimsuits. Uh, swimsuits do not go in – should not go in the washing machine, oh. but yoga mats can. No. <laughs> I mean, the yoga mat – I, I don't think should go in the washer. I don't think they well, can. I mean, it, it's going to throw your, your washing machine off balance. So maybe I, I would not say a washing, a, a yoga mat, especially like a long yoga mat would not go in the washing machine. Don't, don't they have yoga mat sprays? Isn't that what yoga mat spray is for? Yeah, but like if you do if you do hot yoga, I did. Like me, it'll like seep into the yoga mat. Like Believe me, I know, stuff. girl. <laughs> I, I think tea, we should try to wash tea, tea, one tea, tea, tea. and see what happens. But why aren't you supposed to wash swimsuits? Because it, does it stretch out the fabric? Yes. It'll stretch out the fabric. It'll lose elasticity. Mm. Um, hand washing a bathing it's, suit is much smarter. Yeah, I okay. don't do that. I guess. And it also, I mean, I've, I've washed my swimsuit in the, the uh, washing machine. But it's for I women, have too. I, women's I, swimsuits? Most of these or? I'm, I'm definitely um, guilty I of. I don't put my swimsuit in the dryer. I will, no, I will no, hang no. it to dry, but I, I have used and do use the washer. Totally. That one. Um, okay, which should you not put in the washing machine? Items covered in pet hair or curtains and drapes? Mm. Tough one. Pet hair. That's correct. You're oh. not supposed to. Because <laughs> pet hair can. I love this story. I, I, I'm having a lot of problems with this. <laughs> I have pet hair on my clothes all the time when we wash in the the washing machine. I do too, but guess what? That's that's the whole the whole point of the story is busting all of our bad the myth. behaviors. Yeah, but that's why I went for that one because it seemed like it was 
the trick question. I mean, nine times out of ten, it's not going to do a lot of harm. Uh, okay, like, okay. So it's not saying that this is going to It's not your, like put it in and then you're going to f- break your washing okay. machine. Well, I didn't understand that that was this the premise. Like, best practices. Best practices. Yeah. Okay. I thought that this oh was my like, God. never never do this. The Ten or, Commandments of Washing. These are not like the Ten Commandments of Washing Clothes. These are just, if you do this continually, you could Run into kill the lifespan of your mm. appliances. Mm. This is oh. more So why you... pet hair? Yeah. So um, pet hair can clump and clog the drains. It can clog like all the little nooks and crannies in your washing machine. And then that'll, uh-huh. that can lead it to break that can lead it to become less efficient um you know if it's the same thing as drying something with a bunch of pet hair you'll you'll end up with or or something that has a lot of lint in it it'll Mm. it'll show up in the lint catcher so yeah yeah well i was also just thinking it would just end up transferring from your clothes onto everything else that you have so it wouldn't actually ever wash out that's true that's that happens to me and i mean we even washed like the dog beds in the washer and dryer all the time we like, do too. Yeah. So I mean, those are covered, and I remember getting the lint trap out of the dryer, you know, after drying the pet beds and stuff. I mean, that thing was just like caked. Right. How else are you supposed to clean your pet bed then? Well, not... I mean, if they have accidents or whatever, then no. Yeah. I mean, but what's the alternative if you're not putting a pet bed in the washer? Then oh, I mean, you could take it out back and spray it with like the garden hose or like steam yeah. clean it or something. Yeah. I'm gonna sound like a terrible person, but. I don't own my washer dryers that I use. All right, you don't care. Exactly. So, is there one in the building, or do you have to go somewhere else? It's in the building. Yeah, it's okay. in our. It's on the first floor. Is it? Is, um, it a, is, there, is there a lot what? of drama? Just I just remember it's... from apartment dwelling days. <clears throat> Ugh, it just sucks. Because just yeah, fighting people... for those machines, and there's always the good machine, the good dryers. People want the the washers right in front. Yeah. And what if they don't take their stuff out in a timely fashion? Yeah. Oh God! I've or had the issue that I had, stuff. where I had people who lived in my complex that clearly were using cloth diapers. Ooh. Oh. And so the laundry room smelled horrific mm. every time, <gasps> like just in perpetuity. Mm. That's what that smell is. It makes me cringe every time I do laundry. In my laundry room, because I mean, there's just like caked up stuff. detergent mixed with lint and hair, and it's, it's just not your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not my stuff, and yeah. it's just disgusting. That's the worst. Yeah, I feel you on that. It's kind of like the work fridge. I mean, I, I oh yeah, I, the know, work it's like, fridge. It's like the work I, microwave. The work microwave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, which item can you not put in the washing machine? Items stained with. Items stained with flammable liquid or plastic shower curtains. I'm going to say the flammable liquid one. I would say neither. What is the flammable liquid you're getting on your clothes? <laughs> and where are uh, you? Oil. <laughs> oil? Oh, yeah. Like if you're cooking. Gasoline. Bacon grease. Motor oil. Yeah. Wow. Is coconut oil flammable? Uh, it can be. You can there use you go. Cooking oil. But why are you putting a shower curtain in your washing again? I don't. I think my mom does that. No. Yes. Yes, Eric. You put a shower Lamp. curtain in your washing machine. I think a my mom shower does curtain it. can go in a washing no. machine. Oh, oh, she, yes. And she'll wash the liner too. Yeah, the the liner, plastic yeah. shower curtains and liners can go in the washing machine. No. Yes. Eric, no. if you did laundry, you would know these things. <laughs> oh, damn. I haven't had a shower curtain in I don't know how long, but I mean. I, well, 
I, go I don't up, think we ever go, put a go back up curtain. to Rich Mountain on on Rich Street. Of, <laughs> in it's the easy, city it's of Rich, Easy Street. Get it right. In the city of Rich, California. Easy uh, Street. With this, I've never had a plastic shower curtain. Well, no, we had one. I think at one point, but I don't remember <laughs> it going. I'll have to clarify on that. I, did we ever put a? I'm going to ask right now. Um, and never you should put, never put items with flammable liquid in your washing machine. You should never put anything flammable in your washing machine. <laughs> But uh, don't, doesn't the water put the flames out? Nope. <laughs> nope. Because there's a lot of, like, electronics and heat. And doesn't it also just set the oils kind of in? Yes. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good one. Yes. That's also a very good point. Yeah. It can it can set the oil. If you don't treat the oil first, it can. Yeah. It can I've learned that the hard worse. way. So yeah, so any a couple surprises, a couple does. There were a few more things on this list. So if you want to check the full article out, go to realtor.com slash news and you can learn about more of the things that you should and shouldn't put in your washing machine. So you guys might have heard that... Uh, among the design trends that are really in this year, florals are back. Florals for spring, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. <laughs> They're showing a lot of florals right now, so I was thinking I could florals do for spring, groundbreaking. Thank you. What do you guys think of this? Apparently, they're not like your grandmother's florals. They're not, you know, frilly and feminine. Mm-hmm. Designers are doing really edgy things and making big graphic bold patterns and. Um, mosaics and other looks, but I just kind of am curious if you're on board um, with it. And I'm going to start with you, Natalie, but I'm not going to exclude you, Eric. Please, please <laughs> I, don't. I, I, I love don't a floral. Up. Yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. I feel like Give you've said this before, that you want to do like a floral uh, removable wallpaper accent right. wall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, um, I definitely have expressed this before. Yeah, I love the idea of something that's not too feminine looking um and i love how designers are experimenting with you know bigger kind of more abstract floral prints um in colors that you wouldn't necessarily expect it's not all about pastels like you said with grandma florals so yeah um, yeah bring them on that's what i say yeah we did a story on kind of the different ways that you can use them in different rooms the bedroom the dining room living room and bathroom and I mean, it's cool. The only thing is, is that, you know, as you guys are talking about this, you know, in the beginning too, and you're talking about like the grandma style wallpaper, it's like, I feel like I've looked at so many houses over the past, whatever, five years, just listing photos. And I've seen every type of awful wallpaper. So when you say the word florals, that's Mm -hmm. what my mind goes to. Yeah. It's because I've seen all the, the old school, just, you know, seventies, eighties, awful pattern everywhere you know like every nook and cranny of the home and it's uh not cute okay all right i love there's this one um wallpaper that you included in a photo in here rachel and it's um in in the story that we did about the floral decor um it's kind of it's more of like a blackish background with is that in the bedroom it's in the bedroom yeah Yeah. and and the 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 flowers are like very blush very light pink white Mm. there's like hydrangea there's garden rose it's you know what it kind of reminds me of my wedding bouquet (laughs) 
there you go. So maybe yeah, that's I like why that I like it. Too. But it's it's more moody. It's it's not as like flowers, and the flowers are huge too, so they can be seen as more like abstract. I think it's really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I like that one too. I'm, I I like the one especially in the center there in the bedroom, but I, the mm-hmm. the rose on the side is giving me a little bit of an Ed Hardy vibe. <laughs> Which one? The rose that's sitting on the side in the bedroom, the <gasps> left panel. Ed Hardy. Well, gosh, let's <laughs> let's hope that never makes it come back. <laughs> Getting it, it, flashbacks like... <laughs> to the early 2000s. That's hot. I love the pink rose on the other side. Not the pink flower on the other side. I think it's a camellia. Rachel, what? Where else are we seeing these like floral motifs in in houses? I mean, we're seeing it everywhere. Uh, whether it's the bathroom or the dining room, the living room. In the bathroom, one of the cool ideas designers gave us um, is to do kind of a more uh, sciency look. So you'd have, I know it doesn't make sense, but <laughs> stay with me. Um, we'll bear you'd with have, you. Um, picture like a science, like a biology textbook, and you have the black background and like a big flower on it. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> no. it's been too long since you went to school. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's probably it. Um, so that's what they're saying is taking kind of this um, very anatomical approach to wallpaper mm-hmm. and putting these dark backgrounds up with a um, botanical kind of motif on top of it that looks like something out of, straight out of a science textbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do like the, I think what Rachel had brought up in the beginning is the larger pattern. Because I think when I, again, going back to what I'm used to seeing, like in all these awful listing photos, is like that tiny little Mm -hmm. floral just repeated over and over and over ad infinitum across a wall. I like these, like, kind of the more big, bold floral Mm -hmm. graphics um, because then it it looks a little less like wallpaper, and it it looks more considered. Exactly. So I would say a recommendation for anyone who wants to ace this trend is look for florals that are bigger and that are um, darker, more moody, not as, you know. Yeah, not as pink, dusty Pastel-y. rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dusty rose, the cornflower blue, and with moody like, and edgy florals. That's what's in. I I'm all for moody and edgy florals. All right, moody cool. Are you gonna add edgy. some uh, floral sheets to your bedroom? No, I think we do have. I mean, we have some floral decoration. Uh, we just put up a cactus print, actually. <gasps> well, cactus is not floral. in your bedroom. Yeah, it's a cactus print. It's just a. It's like a you know, just a framed print. Cute. So bougie. Okay, so it is time for winners and losers. Mm -hmm. This is the segment where we talk about the celebrities who bought, sold, rented real estate, and those who made a buck, made a good deal, and those who might have lost some cash. Eric. Who's our loser this week? Natalie, cue the sad trombone for Ramona Singer, your favorite New York housewife. I've seen her walking around the Upper East Side. Have you? Really? Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for a dinner reservation. She walked by with a, a man that was very young looking. Very oh. A couple decades younger than her. And I, I said, not, I didn't say, but I, I go Ramona. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that man was advising her to cut the price on her Upper East Side apartment, but uh, she did do that this week. That's, oh, Rona. Yeah, she was, uh, it went on the market, I believe, uh, yeah, last October, and it went on the market for $4.9 million. 
This week it reappeared on the market for 4.5. So Ramon is having a bit of a tough time finding a buyer for it. I'm embarrassed by it, and that's it. That's all I can say. You know what? I'm owning it. I'm not perfect, and I'm not going to make excuses for it. I mean, we've all seen the renovations take place. I think it was season, what, eight or nine of uh, New York City. Um, Ramona was embarking on this renovation of her Upper East Side apartment and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, softened the palette for sure. Uh, I think took out, did she take out a wall or two? I don't even remember. She opened it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. she opened up a little and the kitchen is redone. It's, you know, it's a gorgeous place and it, the location is, Natalie, yeah. you can attest to. is because she's in 80th, I think 80th and like third. 80th and uh uh, 80th and 3rd, yes. It's right by Soul Cycle too, Natalie, in case you... Yeah, that's actually really close to where I saw her. At the Soul Cycle? No, I the restaurant that I went to, I was... It was like 80... It was like 79th and 78th and something, but yeah. Um, anyway... So yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a home that... If you've watched Real Housewives over the past, whatever, 10 seasons of New York, uh, you've seen the inside of Ramona's apartment... I think she's going all in on the Hamptons place that she we've also seen get a redo on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's disposing of her Upper East Side townhouse. I don't know where she's going to live when she does need to come back into the city. Um, maybe with Mario. Maybe with Mario. Maybe on Sonia's fifth floor. Why do you think she's having a hard time unloading I, it? I don't know. I mean, it, it's... The Upper East Side, I mean... I think that that price is a little high for the location that she's in. The closer you get to the park, the more expensive the units are going to be. And she's not even past Lexington. So I think 4.5 is a little high for for where she is. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, you're four blocks in from the park. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a lot. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. I, yeah and again, I, maybe uh, they were being a little too ambitious, hoping that, uh, you know, somebody that had seen it on the show or was familiar with it would just be like, oh, I have to own Ramona's apartment. Yeah, the cachet of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but now I think the price is coming down to a more realistic level, $4.5 million. Right. And, the decor uh, looks really similar to her Hamptons place, too. Yeah. It's, 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 that, it's, it's surprisingly that or not so surprisingly, like, the exact same. Like... All white, white paint everywhere, marble and gray. Super neutral, just very neutral. Yeah, very, very neutral. Yes, but um, yeah, she's, uh, you know, I guess Avery moved out, and so she's an empty nester. She wants a smaller place. I don't know, you know, I'm sure she's going to stay on the Upper East Side. I don't see her necessarily leaving that neighborhood. Yeah, no. Or maybe, God, I would love it if she moved in with Sonia. Sonia Morgan is renting out her, the the top floor of her townhouse. um, And, oh, I would love that. Yeah, I think those two under the same roof would be. (laughs) Insane. It would be Bravo That would be like a show in itself. That would be a spinoff I would watch. Absolutely. By the time I get to Hooters, I'm definitely feeling my spirits. Turtle time. All right. Well, let's move on to our winner. Our the winner. winner. The winner this week, Natalie, is Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. The owner of the Honest Company. Or the yep. former. Was she the former CEO or former owner? No, I, I think know. she's still. Didn't she sell a part of it? Did she? She's worth so much money because of the Honest Company. Yeah. 
So yeah, she put her Beverly Hills home. It's like a Spanish style. We just did a listicle of Spanish style homes under 400,000. If you're interested in a lower price point of a Spanish style home, uh, just search on realtor.com Spanish style homes and you might find that article. In any event, Jessica was selling a 6.2 million Spanish style home in Beverly Hills and she was able to sell it in less than a month. Wow. Yeah. So it was, I mean, a gorgeous home, mm-hmm. beautiful, redone. It was, it, it was a home that she and her family were living in and then they bought a bigger place in Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. she put it on the market and uh, found a buyer in less than a month. So, I mean, wow. we've seen many beautiful, beautiful homes that just sit on the market. Right. So the yeah. fact that she sold this in under a month is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, she, you know, and the agent and the, whoever the staging company is that they worked with, it, the house just looked impeccable. And I think it caught a buyer's eye. I, I, we, when we wrote the article a month ago, we said we didn't think the house would be on the market for very long. And in this case, we, we were, were right. We were correct for once. <laughs> How many? It's a big house, right? Uh, five, 5,500 square feet, I think it was, or 5,600. Yeah. Oh, they have reclaimed wood in the kitchen. It's not a huge house, but yeah, it's... it's Two islands. What is... Oh, no, I guess it's connected, I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they... Okay, so the backyard is really cool. They have, like, that cabana with a big table. So it's it's a house for entertaining, for sure. Oh, yes. Of course, yeah. It's it's designed for inside-outside living. Jessica, congratulations. (laughs) Very Because you're listening. (laughs) Yeah. God, oh my gosh. If you're, if you're listening, Jessica. Godspeed, Jessica. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you would like to check out any of the stories we discussed here this week, you can go to realtor.com slash news, or you can go to Google or your favorite search engine, Bing, and type in <laughs> realtor.com and the topic. You can reach us if you want to write us an email at podcast at realtor.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at House Party Pod. If you like what you heard today, please give us um, a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcast to get episodes delivered right to your phone the moment we publish. Um, We'd love to hear what you have to say. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. That's it for now. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.